You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. If you are listening on schedule, it should be Tuesday, and I hope your week is off to a terrific start. Hey, on Sunday, we talked about covenants, and I thought that was pretty interesting. We I preached from Exodus chapter 24, the day that the Lord, I guess, ratified the covenant with Israel when they said, we will do everything written in these commands. They had sacrifices. They had a ceremony. They agreed and said, yes, things were written down, and they even had a banquet meal in God's presence as a way to celebrate and remember the covenant. Well, that was pretty significant to me. And so as we move forward in today's podcast, what I thought I would do is give you a big picture on the idea of covenants in the Bible. So there are several places where God makes covenants with his people. And these covenants sort of move humanity forward in our understanding of how God is working in the world, how God is saving the world. So I'll take a look at a couple of these covenants just to sort of put them uh, on the radar for you. One of the first covenants that people talk about in the Bible is God's covenant with Noah. Uh, This is a time when God has judged the earth. The sinfulness of humans were so out of control. You you could imagine that you you lived in a world where you weren't sure that you would make it through the day without being raped or harmed or murdered or whatever. That it said the Bible says that our inclinations of our heart was always evil all the time. Pretty nasty world. We'd really made a wreck of what God gave us in Genesis chapter 1. Well, God judges the world with a flood. He saves the righteous. He punishes the wicked. But when Noah gets off the ark, there's this strong new creation moment where you have a kind of a glance backwards toward the Garden of Eden, where there's you know the animals are coming out and surrounding Noah, and um, and you, you're worshiping God again, and God is issuing some of the same commands to Noah that He issued to Adam. You know, be, be fruitful, multiply, um, and then He also adds a prohibition against against murder. But in that moment, God made a covenant with Noah that he would not judge the earth with a flood again. He would not destroy the world in that way. He's not going to work with them that way again. A few chapters later with the Tower of Babel, you see that when they you know, again kind of begin in rebellion. He scatters them instead of, instead of destroying them or anything like that. That's maybe a little bit of an exaggeration of the biblical narrative playing out. But So the first covenant is you know, God with with Noah. And what's interesting is as God gives Noah a few of the instructions that are included in the Noah covenant, you should go and read it. Uh, I think you'd be blessed if you did in in Genesis. That that covenant would apply really to everybody, like to all humanity, as we would all be descendants of Noah after the flood. So that's a very general covenant that God makes sort of with all the people of of the entire earth through Noah in a way. That's kind of neat. Fast forward, um, the next covenant that God makes in the Bible is a covenant with Abraham. You know, where Abraham uh, leaves his home and follows God in faith. Uh, Paul talks about about Abraham's faith a ton in Romans 4. So Abraham, this man of faith, meets with God, and God issues this covenant with him. He, He says, you know, you're going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to give you land. I'm going to give you descendants. Whoever blesses you, I'll bless. Whoever curses you, I'll curse. And so God makes this, this covenant with Abraham where he is going to provide these promises. And in some ways, the entire rest of the Bible is God satisfying those, those promises, you know, with, 
you know, giving Abraham a people that became the nation of Israel, giving them the promised land, you know, and then just sort of a series of blessings and curses until ultimately Jesus comes to redeem Abraham's descendants. So God makes a covenant with Abraham. One thing that I think is really cool about this covenant is, you know, covenants had ceremonies attached to them. And I'm not going to pretend that every covenant used the same ceremonies. I don't, I don't know that that's accurate. But one of the ceremonies that you see sometimes used in covenants is this splitting of an animal, like you're making sacrifices. And keep in mind, you'll be eating sacrifices. I mean, there's banqueting involved sometimes. But So the animal split down the middle and laid in half. And the two parties of the covenant were supposed to like walk through um, the pathway between the two halves of the animal. And I think part of what they were saying is each of us are participating in this covenant. We're coming together. Uh, in unity in our agreement, but if one of us breaks this covenant, let it be for us as it is with this animal. Um, That's pretty strong, right? But what's neat is that in Genesis 15, God allows um, a deep sleep to come over Abraham, and then God passes through the parts of the animal, which I think is really, really neat to me, as if God is saying, this this covenant that I'm making to you, Abraham, this is me. it's, it's going to be issued to you as a gift. My grace is extended to you, but I'm going to be the one that's keeping this covenant. It's really totally going to be me. I love that. I think that's powerful. I think it's beautiful. Uh, a next covenant is the covenant that you and I have been studying on Sunday mornings in the book of Exodus, the covenant with Moses, the Mount Sinai covenant. And that covenant features the law, right, where God says, I'll be your God, you'll be my people. I rescued you, and I will watch you and bless over you. And your end of the covenant is do this. You know, Here's the law. Live by it. Here are my commands. Keep them. And so in this covenant with Moses, you have a very, you have a very clear uh, opportunity for us to participate in the covenant by obeying you know, these, these decrees. So this covenant would have been for the people who were under the law, for Israel and anyone who brought themselves into Israel. Um, interesting that this covenant also comes with rules for worship, how to approach God, how to worship, how to build a tabernacle, sacrifices, how to have your sins atoned so that you can stand before God in righteousness. But this uh, this no this covenant with Moses is what we've been studying, um, and typically, typically in the if the New Testament, like the Book of Hebrews, talks about the old covenant. You know, we think of that as like the Old Testament, but I think more specifically, it is the Moses covenant. Like, yes, there was a covenant with Noah. Yes, there was a covenant with Abraham. Yes, there's a covenant with Moses. And we're about, about to talk about one with David. But I think typically when the Bible just talks, the New Testament talks about the Old Covenant, it's generally talking about uh, Israel's relationship with God that was established through the Exodus, his deliverance, and then their their obedience to the law. All right, so fast forward. So this this covenant, you would say, with Moses is uh, a somewhat conditional covenant in that the people were supposed to keep their conditions of the covenant. They were supposed to keep um, their the laws and commands of God. When you move forward to King David, God issues David a, a promise that you know if you you know that if you keep my commands and if they keep my commands, you'll never fail to have a descendant on. On my throne, your your reign basically be kind of a into you know almost like an eternal reign for King David. Now we see that in the New Testament age as a prophecy towards Jesus that ultimately David's descendant Jesus, um, the you know the shoot from the stump, the branch of Jesse, uh, would kind of emerge to satisfy that promise that God made to David. 
uh, and that's true. But also, the Old Testament gives you the lineage of David all through the book of First and Second Kings as one king after the other who ruled Jerusalem, some badly and some a little bit better, um, are David's lineage. But also, I'll point out that that was a conditional covenant. If if they keep what's written in my law. And the, the truth is that David's descendants generally did not. Uh, and so that, that covenant seemed to have been broken uh, with the exile, although uh, some of the prophets, especially like Isaiah chapter 11, you know, foretell a moment where it'll be reborn. And it, and it was in Jesus. And then, of course, the last and greatest covenant of the Bible is the covenant that God has extended to you through Jesus, that in the blood of Christ sacrificed for us and in the gospel, you are invited through God's grace to come into God's family, to be adopted into his household. So covenants are more than legal relationships. Covenants do have legal authority. Covenants in the, in the ancient Near East uh, would have been legal, but more than that, they were relational. They were built on honor and character and relationship between people or families. And so when God invites you into a covenant, he is inviting you into a powerful, sure, and strong relationship. And in Christ Jesus in the New Testament, you have been invited to become a part of God's kingdom, a part of God's family, as he always does. He is the actor in this covenant. He has extended his grace, and he's invited you in through Christ. Um, Hebrews talks a ton about how the covenant we have in Jesus is better than the covenants we've had in the past. And so as you stop and think about our relationship with God, I hope you'll recognize that you've been invited to be a part of a divine covenant with the God of the cosmos. And that is a pretty big deal. Hey, thanks for being a part of our sermons on Sunday mornings right now. Thanks for studying Exodus with me. I have really enjoyed it. Uh, This Sunday, I'm excited about what I'm preaching, and I hope to see you there. Thanks. God bless you. Have a terrific week on Mission Together. 